It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb, Isaac, Johnny, and Michaela. Listen in as they discuss the 2014 film, John Wick. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, those in between, and those unaffiliated, to uh, the Speakeasy, uh, sponsored by Bourbon and whatever else is in this film. We're go- we're here in the uh, it's Red Circle theme tonight, uh, in oh. honor of what we've well this discussion that's we're about to take place as uh, from our lovely friend Michaela, hello, uh, because she wants to talk about uh, a certain John. There's been this John fellow on her mind. Yes. I don't know why, and she's going to explain to us why. So I'm going to light a wick and let us begin. Oh, my oh God. Boy. The other oh thing boy. about John Cena is that I think his face is pretty spectacular, and that's really what I want. He is. About. He really is. Um, but there's also the film John Wick that I got to watch when I was – when. how old was I when I first saw it? I, I, was, I couldn't have been older than like 18 or 19 or something like that. How, how old is John Wick? I don't know. Uh, it is 2014, I believe, in around July. I don't have the uh, c- complete date on it. I, sh- I know I should, but 2014. Okay, all right. Eight years. Goddamn. Goodness gracious me. That means I would have been <laughs> 17 at the time, um, and I remember it was with my ex-partner at the time saying, like, "Yeah, it's like this sick film where like Keanu Reeves like fights for like a puppy, and like it it doesn't really make sense. It I, I, it's gonna be weird, right?" And this was like before I really got into like weird media in general. Like I'd watch The Room and I watched maybe like, <laughs> and like I was pretty into like weird 90s niche VHS anime things, but like never mm-hmm. like weird, like going to see a movie because it's so batshit insane. And I remember being totally enamored with the film, like totally enamored with it. So yes, this is what I want mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, what is everyone else's, like, do you remember where you were? What was happening for you when John Wick 2014 came out? Wait, there's like 2004, 2013 of these films. That's impressive, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to maybe we'll go to Johnny. Okay. Well, with this film, I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it because a friend of mine saw it, and he only and he only had well amazing things to say about it. Not only that, he he told me about some scenes in the movie, and I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of good because normally action films like this just are not my are not my scene like I, I they're usually i usually just look at them and just see see big burly dudes explosions and mindless action but then so that's, that's why i didn't really look at this one but i remember liking keanu reeves from you know the matrix a long time ago so i was like okay sure i'll give it a shot and then yeah for someone who normally doesn't get doesn't really give a fuck about these movies i did like this one quite a bit there was enough 
actual storytelling and like just just in general some some things with the plot you don't see in a lot of these movies and that is the building of tension the hype around like like you know building who john wick is all that kind of stuff before he kind of goes on his rampage and it just and even then it just there was a lot of sensibilities about it that you that that you wouldn't typically see in this genre so i haven't seen the sequels truth be told because oh, wow just, yeah oh, I, 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 I just kind of lose track of stuff and i'm really i'm really bad at keeping up with with franchises I, say, I only watch every now and then but mm-hmm. i do i do love this movie i love willem dafoe <laughs> the performances and then and then i'm, I'm also realizing because i have it in the background right now that the guy i'm bad with names that the the the, the, the piece of shit whiny bitch son also plays theon Greyjoy from game of thrones yes. who was also a whiny bitch <laughs> so <laughs> he's typecast Poor theon. he's typecast into the whiny bitch territory well, he has that kind of face. Yeah, he's got a punchable face. Yeah, he has that he one. He's got a punchable face. face. He's got a pump, punchable, subby, <laughs> ew, face. <Aww>. Ew. <laughs> he looks kind of sad. He looks like a puppy dog, except when he kills the... Uh... A little bit subby and a little bit just like, if you don't let me in, my dad's going to be mad kind of face to him, which fits perfectly in this movie. He should have been Draco Malfoy. That's that's the impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have that fit. Yeah. 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 Oh, but I guess for me, um, I'm in a similar boat as Johnny. I didn't see this one initially came out. Just because I don't pay a lot of attention to kind of... Uh, how do you put it? Just kind of mid-tier action movies. Like ones that are like kind of mm. mid-budget. They come out to not a ton of fanfare and they just kind of fade away. And that's how I felt this one was when it first came out. So I was like, ah, Keanu Reeves. I haven't paid any attention to anything he's done since the Scanner Darkly. And so whatever. And the only reason I saw this is because Isaac got so hyped for the uh, the sequel. And he was like, oh, you gotta watch this. We gotta go see fucking John Wick 2 in the theater. And of course, Isaac didn't say fucking, but... <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll sit down and watch this. And yeah, I was super impressed. Like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is a franchise to pay some attention to. So cheers to you, Isaac, for, uh, for making me watch this. And, and you can go next. Thanks, man. So, how I... Oh, that sounded like John. That John Wick's yeah. car. Yeah, it's John Wick's car. Oh, golly. It's the... No, that, that wasn't John Wick's car. That was an absolute douchebag and probably a Mustang <laughs> driving past my, my condo. Goodness gracious, oh. there's a school next to the, next to your house. Goodness I goodness. know. Well, well oh, douchebags yeah. have no etiquette, right? Very true. There's a ton of those dudes in Langley. Yeah, that's true. And there's speed bumps as well. He, he Oh, he just ruined his axle. Anyway, uh, so me, for John Wick... Um, I believe where I was was my friend uh, at church. He was telling me that he saw this movie, John Wick, and it's like Keanu Reeves. And he like, the way he described it was perfect to me, I'd say, because he, again, he's not like, he's not into like the action genre or anything like that. He just wanted to go see a movie. And he's like, yeah, it was okay. Um, Just, you know, Keanu Reeves goes and, like, saves his dog, or tries to avenge his dog and take, like, revenge on these guys, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, I, I, I didn't really think much of it, I was just like, okay, it just sounds like another action movie. Uh, and I think it was around 2016 or 17, I think it was 16, because it's when I actually had funds to fund myself to see movies again. And I'd seen, um... Both Raid movies, both the Raid mm. films, uh, the Indonesian martial arts films. Mm. Uh, fantastic duology right there. If you count Maranthal, uh, that's a 
awesome like Indonesian trilogy, I'll say that, at least by Gareth Evans. And perusing through Best Buy every now and then, I would go there every now and then to see like, hey, is there movies that I could like buy here? And I kept seeing John Wick and I'm like, okay, what is it about this film? Like I, I, I heard my friend tell me that it was it was pretty good and now I'm just like Okay, maybe you know I'm kind of in a martial arts like mood. Let's 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 take a look at this, and you know I I, I, I buy it. I, I pop it in, and I'm like, okay. My first reaction to it was very like, okay, the martial arts are not as. It's choreographed. I'm not gonna say that. It's it's very well choreographed. Must say that, but it's not as, I don't know, not 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 stylish or flashy, but it's it's the the, the raid has much, such a different energy than this. Uh, mm -hmm. And I didn't really get, I, I think I didn't really get the tone of this. Watching this film again throughout, like, uh, again, oh my goodness, I finally get the tone of this film. Like, it's it's not trying, obviously, you know, it's not trying to be the raid, because that was after the fact. It's just like, it's the mood, the tone, the atmosphere, the mood, I, I, I love it. It's, it's very different now. Um, so I was a little bit sour on it, and now I see it as a, like, absolutely wonderful film, and kind of regret sequels being made. <laughs> Oh. I was thinking some of that too. That's not to say that I don't like the sequels, but it is interesting to see a lot of these kind of themes and elements uh, just done over and over in the sequels. It's it's strange to, to go back to this one. Interesting. Because I haven't revisited this. I've only seen this one once, I believe. So, you know, I haven't seen the sequels, and like I, from what I I've heard good things, but. Personally, as soon as I heard that they were making a ton of sequels, I just went, oh, they're going to turn this into that kind of franchise. I see. Because, like, like, I like I was totally happy with it as a one-off, as, like, kind of just, you know, it's its own its own kind of contained unit as a movie. And I kind of don't really know where, where, can they, where they can go from here just by watching it, but I'm sure they're okay. Okay, all right. So I, I, I'm going to chime in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to bat for... Of course, of so course. so okay. So I would like to acknowledge the cultural like kind of like happenings as to what was happening around this time, like what films also came out, if I can remember them right. So I remember, <laughs> like, I was not super into like American action films per se. I was very much into the raid, um, and like I think I was into, I was just getting into horror, like really foreign film horror, like mm. Cairo. And Gemini, especially specifically Asian horror, so I, I really had no um, basis for this. And all of the films that came out were like that were regarding to action were kind of bad. Like, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think American Sniper came out uh, 2014. Oof. There was Lucy that came out 2014. 22 Jump Street that was kind of you can say that's action came out 2014, I think. Um, yeah. Like the 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 landscape was not great. In for, for action films, I think, would be, like, a very, very fair statement. Um, and so I would like to, to throw this wild opinion into the ring. I think John Wick is a perfect movie. I think it, it's up to be one of those contenders, specifically because it's a wink and a nod away from a parody. It is so bad mm -hmm. insane. The, the premise is so batshit insane that, like, it, it almost has like the story beats of a parody like we're not properly making fun of action films unless we include a scene like with x or with z or anything but because it is trying to incorporate all of the elements and making fun of films in the previous genre while still playing it completely earnestly i think 
that makes it a better action film, coincidentally. Uh, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Where it, it's really hard to for me to articulate this just because it's like, I think it's a good film. I think it hits its, because it, it is like a parody, it hits its story beats correctly. Yes, we're going to get a really tough masculine, like hyper-masculine, antisocial guy. And he has like this whatever wife and and that's like our emotional tie to whatever and then she dies and then like you, you just need one one stupid incident one stupid coincidental in incident for um the inciting incident for whatever and then all of a sudden you get all these fucking re really good really good fight scenes out of nowhere and like i think it would have been funny if the fight scenes were comically bad or if they were just you know not hyper detailed at all but no like the gun play was amazing the fighting was amazing and anyone can chime in and like and like interrupt me here but like i think that's one thing that the first film nailed perfectly the fight scenes for sure for sure i have to agree and i i can touch a bit on what isaac said too is that like yes a big problem is a lot with a lot of action films that makes me have a hard time taking them seriously is they feel like parodies to me like the like the explosions are over the top the, mm -hmm. the like in, like you know there's the image of the big dude dual wielding two assault rifles like that's just not i mean i mean i think in the right context that that'd be better off being funny mm. like for how absurd it is but yeah with john wick the fighting like i'm, I'm I, I have the, i have it playing right now in the background so i'm watching it as i talk mm. but um but yeah the his the way keanu reeves moves the way he holds a gun like he, like you can tell he trained with a real gun yeah. he, he holds it like a fucking like it's a fucking gun and also just there's a there's a kind of mechanical efficiency to the fighting that he would have if he were this, like, you know, this whatever the fucking t title he has, you know? Yeah. If he were this skill, that's how he would fight. That's how he would shoot. That's how he, he would he would just move. There's something so so deliberate about all of it, even though it's kind of, it's fighting. It's for the moment. So the, there's just something so orchestrated about it, but it feels raw. It feels gritty, but it feels like, it feels like just watching a fucking craftsmen at work and i think that's i think that's what ultimately all like fight scenes should incorporate the fight the fight choreography should be conducive to telling the story of the character like precisely in, in this in that first fight scene we see him like one hold a gun with both hands at almost all times amazing i know gun nerds fucking like harp on that like endlessly um every single kill double tap every single one i can remember that one at least um movement is like efficient everything kind of has like a big thud like nothing feels like it's flat like no bodies feel like they're flying every body feels like it has weight and muscle and like sinew yeah. and limb um and i think that's really well communicated in the choreography and in the cinematography um and also john wick's house is just a fucking cool place to fight it's it's yeah. it's this bullshit minimalist like glass and stone place where no one can realistically live, <laughs> but like because <laughs> like just because this guy is just so stereotypically masculine and sad and like not a real person at all, I'm just kind of like okay, I buy that like this is his house and like the fact that he's fighting in his house, I kind of get that. So, and then like I think the very last guy that he takes on with a knife, like beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful, yeah, beautiful scene. I just watched it. Yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Yes, and it and it makes it tense. And then all of a sudden, and this is where it gets back to the parody element, where it's like a really good fight scene, and it's like it shows the character, it shows the gun work, it shows everything. You see the police lights come up, and you see him put the gun, like the knife, away behind his back, and then that hilarious exchange that happens with 
um, the cop Jimmy, I think. Like Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, happens, and you're just kind of like, oh, we're really not supposed to like think that this is realistic in any way, sense, or manner. This fucking rocks. Like, mm-hmm. um, I really like that the juxtaposition of like a, like great fight scenes and like this nonsensical like world that kind of works on its own logic. Um, it's really good. It's really good. I won't I won't say that like the fight scenes are as good in the next film. And if we're still talking about the next film in a future podcast, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll I'll go to bat for the third film. I think the fir- third film does an okay job too. But this if we're just specifically talking about this first film. I think every fight scene is perfect. And also, I like how, just one last note, is that at the very beginning of this movie, so you're told, the main character's name is John Wick, and his wife's dead, he gets a dog. Mm-hmm. And then for the first, like, oh, like, how far am I into the movie here? For the first almost half an hour, you don't really know what the fuck's going to happen. Like, if you went into this movie mm-hmm. blind, that would be an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because like because like you, you have no idea you're like okay cool he's he's getting over his wife with his dog it's Keanu Reeves he's sad you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden things get cranked up to eleven the dog's dead and you're like oh no that's shitty and then you find out who John Wick is and you're like <laughs> I am so excited for the absolute hell he is about to inflict on all these people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like like they they set it up just making you feel so sympathetic with him that you don't care what he does to these mm-hmm. people and, and you want it to be as brutal and nasty as possible like like you want there to be a big body count exactly we feel instant like sympathy for this character just simply because and and again it's the per, it's the parodical element of this we see him hurt and he has a dog <laughs> like, has a dog is a big part yeah exactly so it, it and, and that's what i like about it it's easy it really doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that and it, it reminds me of Death Note in the sense that, like, you kind of get behind the guy who's killing everybody mm. for whatever reason. Because Death Note, similar, like, well, not really similar in the sense that he he's kind of a bit more sociopathic, I think. But he's he's very much doing a shit ton of killing, and you're kind of on his side in a weird way. Mm. Yeah, and it helps that that dog was just ridiculously cute. Yeah. Every scene with that yeah. dog, I was just like, oh my god, I want a dog. I want a beagle. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. A little beagle pup. Um, like the first scenes where it's like it's eating, like like yeah, it sells me on the fact that like John Wick was like just definitely like doing his best for his dog, and then these assholes just killed it. And also, why I think that John Wick is like a really good film, I think it inspired the Twitter account Does the Dog Die, which is a great Twitter account. Um, mm. Have you guys heard of that one? No. no. It's a Twitter account that just lets you know if the dog dies in a film. And it's a really good, um, it also has like some other trigger warnings in case like films don't make it completely outright. But like, if you really don't like dogs or pets dying in cinema, then it kind of warns you about that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but Isaac, you've been, uh, you've been hiding over there a little bit. Got any? I've not been hiding. I've been watching the film in the background, but that's only because I wanted everybody to like have an open discussion first. What do you mean you you guys are watching it in the background? What do you mean you're watching it in the background? You don't have it like automatically, photogenically, like like, photographically, like memorized in your brain? This is not, we're not the guy who memorized Shrek, okay? Or has all those copies (laughs) of Speed, okay? Shrek again. Oh boy. (laughs) That comes up too often on this podcast. A lot to unpack there. Oh, but uh, but anything to anything to add, Isaac? Oh, thanks, Johnny and Michaela. You guys went through a bunch of my notes of there too, by the way. <laughs> I was just erasing them as you guys were saying, like, "Oh, there's that one." Yeah, there's this. There's that. There's that. There's this. Yeah. <laughs> also, of note is the, is the is the featured song is 
Killing Strangers by Marilyn Manson. Yes. Awesome oh. fucking song. Yes. But Marilyn Manson's kind of, you know. <laughs> I, yes, yes. But but it's still a perfect... It's hard for you. I know it's still hard for you, man. The song fits the movie so fucking well. And oh, it's They beautiful. use it really well, too. Such a good album. Pale Emperor, such a good record. Yeah, I've not listened to that one. But but Isaac, sorry. I, I, I've been jumping away from you. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, Yeah, so... One thing I really like about this film uh, is that I think the same the same year I didn't see it. I have yet to see it yet, but the same year uh, in 2014 came Sin City, uh, Dame to Kill for. Um, oh, yeah. another you know, it's, hang on, this is relevant. Um, a graphic novel inspired movie that had a lot to do with revenge and uh, similar gunplay, maybe not similar gunplay, but uh, it was a hard-boiled detective type story. But if any of you watched that, you could tell that that one was very much heightened and trying to be like a comic book uh, or like, you know, a graphic novel. This, like, oh my goodness, when I watched this again, I was like, I completely forgot, it's because of the sequels, I completely forgot how like grounded this was and how like comic mm-hmm. booky it is. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is literally like I would love for somebody to make like John Wick their graphic novel. Um I don't know if you would have all the likenesses in it. I actually wouldn't mind if they did different like likenesses. Kind of like how uh, certain James Bond graphic novels just do mm. like, you know, a different interpretation of Bond. So like yeah, we're not going to get Keanu as John Wick, but I kind of want to see like what they do with that i know there's a prequel novel to this uh or not novel there's a prequel comic to this like dealing with john in the past that's not necessary we don't really need to know anything about um what he did in the past it's one of those noodle incidences it incidences excuse me um where i think johnny like basically stated it is that this movie is self-contained like this there there does not need to be like a sequel or prequel we don't need to like don't reveal anything because everything so far is like it, it serves as like a, a just as a as a single solo movie and i think yeah they kind of got a little ambitious with their plots but who what creator doesn't i think that's yeah. with any re- real creator where they're just like you know they make one good piece of media or like piece of art and then they're like you know what i kind of want to continue this idea and whether or not it's like a, a, uh, a sequel or um, a follow-up to the same piece of art or it's a brand new piece. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, let's see. So I guess I will go into uh, what is your guys' favorite action scenes? I know you guys all probably like, you know, talked about it at once, but like, what are some of your favorite action scenes? Um, automatically, the pool scene. Automatically. Like, I think all mm. the fights are well done. There's something so unnerving and so beautiful about the, um, I don't know, you guys know what the fight scene I'm talking about is, right? Uh, in the middle, like, the red circle club sequence? Yes, in the red circle. One, fucking hilarious, the mm. club that they own is called the fucking red circle. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I remember that fight scene, like, where it comes from the pool bathhouse section into the club above like really taking like it really left an impression on me because one it was beautiful the bath scene ones and i remember like it just had a lot of character there was like that huge chungus guy 
who was like just a, <laughs> who was like a big beefcake oh, guy, yeah. and like he just came out of the water and like took a couple bullets and then like died, like in like a big <laughs> everything. That was great. Um, the running of um, I don't want to call him Leon Leon Greyjoy. What's his What's the actor's name? Uh, I think it's Alfie Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen, yes. Um, him running through the glass panels and John Wick just shooting through those and it's all slow-mo and everything. Um, and, like, uh, I remember when John Wick was still, before all this, was in stealth and, like, knifed some guy through the chin, like, really silently um, mm-hmm. while looking looking into his eyes. To, and, like, I was like, holy shit, that's the last thing that guy's going to see. Um but I think what was the most impressionable thing was like one, it was confirmation that John Wick can get really hurt um, and can get mm-hmm. really nerfed. Uh, and two, um, there's this one thing that ends the fight where I think the big bad of like the security team of uh, Alfie Allen's character um, like gets 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 John really good, like uh, stabs him in the ribs with a broken bottle. And then shoots him a couple times, uh, and then he pushes him off the second like level of the club, and the camera pans down just so suddenly, and then stops so suddenly mm-hmm. to really communicate the thud and the meat of uh, Johnny Reeves' body, and that got me. I, I remember mm-hmm. like visibly recoiling, like in that scene. So easily, easily, it's it's that whole sequence. Yeah, I think the Red Circle Club is just fantastic. Like the use of the music, mm-hmm. it's got a great. It almost feels like a music video of like violence. Super mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, very, very good point. Yeah. But I love the uh, that kind of mid-level boss that you were just yeah. talking about who fights in there. And I love the scene when John finally kills him after that. Uh, I don't know, like weird monologue scene. Yeah. I thought that was another really satisfying action scene. That might be one of my favorites, but but the Red Circle Club is just just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think that might. Uh, also take my spot thank you thank you for agreeing with me <laughs> <laughs> and it was a it was a great kind of escalation from that that house fight mm-hmm. like it felt in a very similar mode mm-hmm. but just the the cool visuals of the flashing lights everywhere all the different colors and that's definitely something they carry on to the two sequels they always kind of replicate that kind of scene mm-hmm. so again it was funny going back to this one having not seen it but having seen the other two like so much of it feels recycled in those other ones and and not necessarily to bad effect but i just didn't realize how much those other two were kind of very much just replicating this one Mm -hmm. but johnny what was your favorite fight scene i'm gonna probably join with the rest of the group here and because it's just for a a lot of the reasons already stated but for the like yes i i too like vividly recall the the part where he falls and you and you definitely get get a real feel for that impact there's no big action movie like kind of like you know like sound effect to it it's just it's just solid hard just a body hitting the floor mm-hmm. and it's just it's like it's, it's like watching somebody hit somebody in the face really hard and there's no indiana jones kind of like psh, psh, to it you know mm-hmm. it just it just has a real impact to it and so so there's that of course but but also it, i agree it is an escalation from the first fight because the first fight of this of this movie i remember watching it and going like because I thought, because like watch, watching what I thought was a standard action movie, I was kind of like, okay, here we go. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. And then my expectations were kind of blown a little bit. So I was like, okay, okay, let's see what happens. And this is like where they kind of went, okay, let, let's let's give them that big fucking fight scene. Here, here we go kind of thing, you know? 
it's almost like the movie just unleashing itself. When you kind of see what, you know, what what he can really do with a gun, how many people he can take on, but also it shows he's human exactly, which is huge because a lot of these a lot of these invincible meatheads you see in these movies, like it, it just takes away from the believability, and that's why this one's lost such an interesting line because I agree, it does feel like a parody in a lot of ways. It does it 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 does feel ridiculous. It does feel feel like completely over the top. At the same time. It's kind of more relatable than almost every other action movie I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, but just uh, just because I just got to the Red Circle Club Same. game. I, I'm here too. Just for you, Isaac. <laughs> um, did you notice a certain uh, two-time WWE Hall of Famer what? making a cameo well, in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why no one was talking about all the cameos in this film. Like, there's the really obvious ones, but, like, there's that guy. <laughs> Okay, we'll get to that. I was gonna uh, not say that, but that was gonna be a, a, a segment we were gonna talk about. But like, na- like name that celebrity if you could see. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But I guess um, if you're gonna go ahead, sorry, Michaela. Oh no, no, go ahead. I wanted to change topic, but you haven't said what your favorite um, fight scene. Okay, was. mine is not to do my usual thing of like I have to be different because everybody else is the same. No, this is different. This is this is a little different. Of course, you're doing that. <laughs> All right, knock it off, you. Um, <laughs> I would say, okay, because I'm coming at this from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I love the Reds. I think every fight scene is just amazing. But for the technical side of it, um, obviously, like, the Red Circle is amazing. But I, I want to give props to, like, when... Uh, what's her face? His name? Perkins, right. When he's fighting... Per- when Perkins ambushes him um, in the... Uh, in his house there, or in his house, in his little um, hotel room. Hotel room, thank you, in the Continental. Um, and they fight. Oh my goodness, I was like, uh, and I was listening to the commentary as well. And I'm like, she's using, like, Perkins is using her um, her jacket as an actual, like, uh, a gi. Yes. Um, as as if, if you do, if anybody does juju. And so it's like, yo, that is like... That that's my stuff right there. Safe for not using a gi, but like, and then the scene when uh, after John gets like ran by a car um, at mm. the uh, at the at the church um, between him and uh, Agent Smith or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> again, just like the technicality of like the juju at work here. I was just like, this is it's like I'm actually seeing it's. It's obviously like movie jiu-jitsu, but I, I'm seeing like actual judo and jiu-jitsu on screen. And they're punching, obviously, each other, which is nice. But like, it's just so nice to see that uh, after, you know, all those years of karate and taekwondo and hapkido and many other martial arts kind of being portrayed on screen. It's nice to actually see some grappling for once. Mm-hmm. At least in a, mm. sorry, in a Hollywood mid-tier level movie. Excuse me. Right, for for sure, it, it it does add a nice variety to it, and I'm glad you brought that fight up too, because I I was thinking about that when you asked that question, because there there is a real kind of there, there is a real tension to that one, because you're like fuck, he's alone and he's like hurt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and this and I I don't know what it is, but I just remember I, I don't remember this movie like to a T. I just remember really really disliking the character of Perkins. Yeah, <laughs> I was like I was like fuck this bitch, fucking kill her. Oh, she's she's supposed to be hateable. She's wearing all black. She's got a little mole on her face, and like oh. she'll do anything for a dollar. Like like she's like yes yes. It was communicated so well. Like we're supposed to hate her. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, did you want to continue with Johnny? No, please. No, no, I was on. I was on. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm just afraid this is going to be like, gonna be like my fucking little like soapbox thing where I'm just like, John Wick is actually a very good film. Well, it's, <laughs> it kind of is. It's yeah. called a speakeasy for pit sakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you oh, go. That, that, that's totally fine. We have, in between the group of three of us, we have, we have two people who are, who are kind of known to fly off the handle somewhat, so... Yeah, it's mostly Caleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's Caleb. It has. It's totally Caleb. <laughs> I I said two just so he wouldn't feel alone. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, with that fight, it's it's a really interesting one because like John Wick is nerfed and could totally take Perkins on like any good day, and like, but how is he gonna fare with like a person with a like when he's like alone and like unaware of everything? And one, I remember that scene being the fight scene being initiated by actually Willem Dafoe's character. And that's one thing I really like this about this film, the camaraderie between Willem Dafoe and um, Keanu Reeves' characters. Because, um, like, I think, I think what's fascinating about John Wick and its world and why I disagree with the comment of, like, there shouldn't have been a sequel is that, like, the world that they're building and, like, this alliance and, like, the anteriority, the past history that these characters have is just way too rich. I want to know more about them. I, I want to know so much more about like what what did um what was this thing Marcus and and John Wick do before? Why are they such good friends? What's happening with Perkins? Like, is it normal for people to like double cross and like cheat on like uh, hotel grounds? Like, and, and I think that's something that was also really cool about the scene is that like there isn't like this perfect assassin world. You have like defectors and like people who are different they're not it's not just like a straight-laced boring like kind of flat depiction of like an assassin organization it's it's it has like its own politics its own kind of like rules everything about it so i really like that mm -hmm. yeah i yeah that, that that that's very true i i do want to learn more about that movie too and also i, I just want to lament a bit about how i i do love the chemistry between marcus and john wick but the problem I, I just don't like I, I just wish I, I got to see a bit more of hmm. that because mm. yeah. obviously Marcus does get killed off yeah spoilers really fucking unfortunate so big but, like, <laughs> you, you've had nearly everyone you've had nearly nine years to watch the, uh, like seven years to watch this film uh, please spoilers mark your things with spoilers please oh but I do love I do love because that's the first introduction that we get that Marcus isn't going to go in because it seemed like oh is he going to be on John's t uh, tail as well mm -hmm. I love that little mm -hmm. subtle signal that he's on his side. And I, yeah, I just love that dynamic, but maybe I just love Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So it's just... Well, <laughs> well he, he, he does make every movie better by by, by being in it. So. He does. Yeah. He's just... Something about him is so charismatic and enjoyable. I do want to change topic, kind of on a tangent from, like, what's happening with everyone, uh, with, like, the fight scenes and everything. I do want to begin talking about the cameos. Um, because... Please do. Uh, can I, can I, can I, I, I know I've been dropping the F-bomb everywhere. Can I say, like, lewd, like, like, word or yes. anything? Yes, yeah. okay. There's only, like, one word you can't say on this channel, so. Uh, which one is that? Oh, which one that? is that? Actually, there's two. Yeah, which one is that? I'm curious. The N-word and the R-word. Okay, Actually, great, 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 great. Oh, well, well, yeah. I want to okay. just say, everyone who has a cameo in this film is working their fucking pussy out. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, you have Ian McShane doing, like, his whole kind of, like, suave, like, artsy, like, yep. hotel owner thing. And he's having a cocktail every single time we see him. 
Um, you have John, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Yeah, and he's like, he's he's just his, his name's Aurelio, and he owns a car shop. It's perfect. Um, who else? Uh, oh, just on him very briefly. That scene where he punches out uh, Alfie Allen. I can't remember the character's name. Yosef. That was such a great scene. He he played it so well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've always been a, a fan of John Leguizamo, but he's never been someone who picked necessarily great roles. Mm-hmm. And even though even though this one was limited, this was one of his best roles. He really just nailed that scene. Mm-hmm. But, but back to the cameos. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? We have Lance Reddick, who is. I always, I always forget who what, how you pronounce it. Karen, Karen, Charon. It's it's like the, it's like it's the person that in Greek mythology who, like, rose the boat from River Styx. Oh yeah, it's Charon. Charon. Um, and I think one, his name's Charon. So funny, so cool, so witty, so parody. So parody. Um, English majors will love it. I know, I know. I could you tell that I studied literature back in the day? Um, no. <laughs> um, I thought he played his part really, really well. And then I think when it comes to Willem Dafoe, strong performance. But I do want to say that, like, what's his name? Michael, the guy who played Vigo, oh. Michael Nyquist or something. Nyquist, I can't remember how to say his Not name. Nyquil. Not Not Nyquil. No. Not Nyquil. Oh, I think I think Vigo had the potential to be the weakest character, um, because I think he was like the most kind of separated from this network of like rich histories that these characters had. He was just some guy, some some random criminal, not criminal antagonist guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think he really grounded it by being just such a fucking mafia boss. It was so good. It, he was all honor and code and like ethics, except mm-hmm. but, and like he'd punch out his son, but like for because he didn't know any better. Um, like it was, it was honestly such a like a cool performance on his end. Yeah, yeah, and so much of the setting up the kind of legend of John Wick comes down to him, and he did such a great job building him up. It's there. true. It would have been too. It would have been so easy to just have him be that that flat kind of mob boss character, you know. They gave him so much. He, he he has so much flair. He has, like 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 the part where, especially where he says that like he gave Wick that that like impossible task to do, and then he he did it, and then that's and then that's what kind of allowed them to build what they have today, kind of thing. Like like mm-hmm. you can tell he's someone who's made a lot of a lot of crazy like fucking decisions. And done a lot of crazy shit to get where he is today, to wear that suit the way he does. Mm-hmm. And, and and you can real you can really feel the the gravity of his persona. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I like that like even that Vigo like has his own like little characteristics or little traits or little habits that he has. Like he's kind of feminine. He likes dressing really well. He has a stupid little hat. Um, I like that hat. He. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Milady. um he likes drinking like nice liquor and then punching out his son like he after his son's death he needs to like smoke a joint and like he has like an annoying english assistant that he fucking hates like it's it's great it's great yep no he's awesome absolutely so we have kevin ash kevin ash yeah there's as uh was this francis i think yeah francis yeah francis i got so pumped i did not remember him being in this i was like hey diesel my buddy (laughs) um uh what's his name uh um, vigo's assistant is uh dean winters who if anybody's watched 30 rock is liz lemon's girl or boyfriend excuse me 
and he's been in a lot of other oh. things and some people might think of him as the man who has the most punchable face in the world <laughs> yeah he is a punchable asshole in this i love when he wants his gun in the end and then after he gets a shot off he just stands there like a moron just pleased with himself it's like oh boy <laughs> i got you john just comes random with his car i'm like yeah i got you oh i just saw i forgot about this too uh victor the, the actor who plays him showed up in daredevil yes wesley a very oh. awesome role yeah, that was yeah around the same time actually, and in New York. Funny enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, who else do we have? Uh, oh, that um, that bar that the barkeeper. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Addie, I think. Uh, Addie. Yeah, Addie. She's somebody. I don't remember who she is, but she's a face, something like that. She's pretty. She's such a pretty face. So. She's very pretty. Yeah, <laughs> all of her tats as well. Yeah, and nice. I, I don't think. I don't remember if she comes back, but I was like, oh, she has a cool relationship with John. I'm surprised they haven't really kind of milked that dynamic. No, let's not go into that too much. To oh, yeah, sorry. The sorry, Johnny. Put it that way, but... Yeah, I can't remember if we were going to do them, but... Well, uh, it's up to us at some point, but um, obviously Perkins is played by um, Adrian Pascal. Oh, she was in... Yeah, you have a history with her. Actually, you and I have a history with her. Oh, the podcast does, yes. We certainly do on that. She's in Smallville. She's in Aquaman. She's in... Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's in the Orville. Yeah, Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, she's showed up everywhere. She's just in everything, basically. Working, yeah. working actor, I'll say that. Um, does a great job, by the way. She she has an absolutely, like, I think she falls in love with this role. because mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of her best. Man, she is a absolute slime ball. Yeah. Um, and then we have, oh, who was it? Uh, Yusuf, obviously. I know you, you, you say um, oh, the predator guy from Game of Thrones, but yeah, you and I know him as the predator guy. <laughs> oh, one of no, those guys no, no. from the predator, and yeah, whatever. Poor Reek. Um, <laughs> no, it's just going down the cast. <laughs> going down the cast. <laughs> this isn't even cameos at this point. This is uh, lead character spot. <laughs> uh, most of the stunt guys in the red circle who were all wearing red and uh, red and <laughs> right, uh, red and black suits. By the way, I mean that's yeah. hint, hint. Um, well, well, most of those guys were all like uh, dudes who were on the Matrix. Like, if you can tell, by the way, yeah, the uh, oh yeah, directors of this, that connection. Um, yeah, this whole movie is basically like a almost a Wachowski's Dreamcast, almost if that makes sense. Oh, it's like a little Matrix reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good oh, point. that reminds me, we for, we forgot about a cameo. The uh, the the key maker. Yeah, the key master or key maker. Yeah, hmm. key maker. I was gonna say master, but yeah, I think it is maker. Um, the Matrix, Randall, uh, Kim. Yeah. Happy to see him again. Always like that guy. He apparently lives in New Jersey, so they just all, all they had to do was go over to the next state and ask him to come <laughs> in. He's like, yeah, sure, why not? I forgot he was in this one. I, I only thought he was in another film. I'm not going to say which one, but I, I, I thought he was... I forgot he was in this one. I can say this because I'm Asian. Props for them making the Asian character the doctor. Um, they really didn't have to, but they made it funny and kind of badass. So I, I, as like someone who is of Asian descent, this is fine. This is fine. This is the only context where like racial casting the racially casting the Asian person as like a doctor is like totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking of the Matrix connection. I was like, oh, a little reunion with Keanu and the. Uh... Keymaker, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and then we also have. Um, I still haven't seen it yet. I don't know if Johnny, if you've seen it or not, but um, what's his name? The cleaner guy. Uh, he's from the Crow, apparently. 
Oh. Oh, that guy's from every. Oh, oh I love one of those guy. guys with like three with like three white guy names, like all tacked together. Like um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's David Patrick something. Like it's it's. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember. I'll it's it David up. Patrick. Christian, David Patrick Kelly, David Patrick, that's it, David Patrick Patrick Kelly, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, Twin Peaks, The Warriors, this guy's had a huge career. Dang. Yeah, I'm happy to see him too. Wow. <laughs> he's great in Twin Peaks, if you guys, if you guys have seen that series, he is, yeah, one of the big standouts in that, but. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot he was in this, and I love that little, the little, uh, little bit with the cleaners coming in. That's one of the first kind of introductions. Yeah, he's got a cool hat. Yeah, my lady. <laughs> One of the first introductions to the wider kind of assassin world that we're in. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, I wish I could put myself back when I first saw this because they really do kind of world build. Mm -hmm. They unveil it so well. It would have been cool to uh, see it when it wasn't all steeped into this stuff now with all the sequels. But mm -hmm. there was also um, oh, what the heck, Harry? No, the guy who. Uh, oh, I'd love that. Yeah, no, the guy from. Um, What's that series called? Uh, the Wire. Yeah, The Wire. Um, oh, yeah, the poor guy. Yeah, poor bud. I thought that was such a fun scene. He just shows up with his gun like, hey, what's going on out here? And they have just like this casual... And his boxers. Yeah. And his gun and boxers. <laughs> and his yeah, like, yeah. fancy socks as well. Like You don't see many guys wear those <laughs> fancy socks anymore. Right? I, for they, I forget what they're called. And I like his little scene with Perkins where he's kind of like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to disrespect the Continental. Mm. He's got like this parental kind of tone to him. I was like, oh, I, I like that guy. And then they do this <laughs> stupid, like, oh, I'm going to, like, just break my thumb so I can, like, get through handcuffs. It's like, yeah, if that were the case, everybody would be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, she had small hands. She had small hands. I could tell. Uh, I don't oh, think so. Well, no, Isaac. Yeah? Isaac, here's the, here's the thing. Everyone's a pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Fair, you're, you're right. I completely forgot. She's... <laughs> by the way, Adrian... Uh, uh, I forget her last name, but Adrian... Uh, she is not, like, a small... She's a tall lady. Like, she's a very tall yep. lady, so, like... Hey, it's Wonder Woman there. Come on. Yeah, right. It's Wonder Woman. I forgot about that. So, like, you know, she's no... I don't think she has small hands, but... Uh, mm. By the way, Caleb, I don't know if you caught this at all, but, like, at the end when Marcus is getting basically killed um, mm. in his house, uh, which is sad... Um, I had to, I had to like, I, I don't know why. I was like, oh my goodness. I, only Caleb will probably get this. I was, under certain lighting and the way he's like, his suit was getting roughed up. I'm like, Willem Dafoe is like a, a almost like a shoe in for Max Payne. Uh, Maybe around this time. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Like, you gotta go to that scene, like, like right at the very end and look at it and just, like, it's Max Payne. Like, it's it's clearly, like, he almost resembles the, um, the game director who portrays him in the first game. Like, I, I'm not kidding you. It's Max Payne. I can see it. But that's another point I wanted to say is, when I popped this in, I didn't really realize how long ago it was until I saw Willem Dafoe. I was like, wow, did he, did they just age him up like a fuck ton in movies now? Because he looks like he aged, like, 15 years in these seven years. Oh. You should see him in the Northman, Caleb, because they made him absolutely decrepit. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking. I was just picturing, yeah, that decrepit version of him. <laughs> He's entering his uh, Anthony Hopkins phase. Yeah. Even uh, even Keanu Reeves, I mean, he's... 49 years old. 49 years old when he did this movie. <laughs> and he was looking fly here. I mean, he was looking pretty hot, I will say. Oh, the facial hair? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Works really well for him. It's a good look. 
Yeah, he starts to look a lot more grizzled as the uh, the franchise goes all on. All right, but... all right, all right. Fair enough. But just you know what? <laughs> just done. But here's the thing: it's a good look for him, though. I, I think it suits him a lot more than the kind of baby face he was in the Matrix. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The baby face kind of Trent Reznor look he had back then. No, no. Johnny Mnemonic. He looks more like what he's doing. Like he's he's buying weird motorcycles and electric guitars and like being doing cameos because he's himself. Like like he looks like yeah. that guy. You know. It does cameos as himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he shows up in movies and takes over for like ten minutes. He does. He does. Have you ever Have you ever seen um, Always Be My Maybe? Uh, I think that's the movie I'm thinking of. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I I just still got it in my head like that theory that that theory or that or that wish to have him cast as Shadow the Hedgehog in the new <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog movie. The no, that, that would be so <laughs> fucking cool. Like, I would lose my shit. Well, I mean, for me, that would be, like, a personal toss-up between Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage. I think they're both good. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of fill a similar a place in film, but Keanu's got a little bit they, more they uh, do, yeah. prestige, at least right now. Yeah, Keanu Reeves being the more kind of controlled and gritty, with Nicolas Cage being the kind of wild card. Yeah. yeah. Nicolas Cage can go either way with Shadow the Hedgehog or Dr. Eggman. I know Jim Carrey is Dr. Eggman. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Based on how Jim Carrey's been doing Robotnik, I think it would. I think Nicolas Cage in there would be very interesting yeah. as a as 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 a second. Oh, I was just trying to interrupt to say just because uh, we mentioned Always Be My Maybe. That's one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in really? a long, long time. I thought that was excellent. I've <laughs> not seen it. I I avoided seeing it. Oh, I was really surprised by it. My my partner always kind of makes me watch them, and usually I'm just like, okay, I'll watch this with you and do some editing in the background. <laughs> but, I'll watch it. I put away my computer for that one. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, the John Wick to always be my maybe Piper. <laughs> yeah, Keanu's awesome in that. He has a super duper fun. <laughs> Not even a cameo. He's he's like a character in it. But... No, he's himself. That's exactly the film I'm talking about. Yep. Oh, but uh, I feel like I really have to highlight the fantastic music in this movie. I really do think mm. yeah. that's one of the things that really sells it. And yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I uh, I had meant to listen to Tyler Bates' score again. Um, mm. I think there's somebody else who did the music with him. I don't recall whom it was, but I know mm. I think yeah I'd never heard of him. I think he drops out in the next two, if I recall. But yeah, it's uh, it's Ty- I'd say it's Tyler. I th- he's going for moody. There's some electronic in there. Um, obviously, he's friends with Marilyn Manson, so he brings that to the table. Fun fact: He was Marilyn Manson's guitarist for the past three albums. I think he was Marilyn. He was Marilyn Manson's guitarist. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think it. I think the music serves it right. Um, I. It'll be interesting. I have to. I've. I've heard, I remember John John Wick's theme, but I wonder if that's present in the other two films. I'll have to go and see that again. Um, I was wondering that too. How much of this kind of carries over? But I would say, yeah, that the music really does feel uh, very similar to the the look of the film, uh, the cinematography, mm. and very again, just like you know how minimalist and or just professional and really, what kind of art style would you call this? Like it's, I mean, I'm looking at the main menu right now and just, I don't know, it's it's just, <laughs> it's fancy. I, I don't know what you would call it. It's it's high class and modern i guess is the term i don't know there's a there's a term for it some essays out there yeah, and there's like this sleek kind of crisp quality like i, I was wondering like, uh, like this director i know he's really only made john wick movies at this point but i was thinking he could actually be a good fit for james bond i think this this look mm. be- yes. mm. yeah 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 
Oh, but here's the thing. It can't be as funny, I think. Like, I think the, the funniest the James, like Daniel Craig's James Bond films have been. I think the last one, uh, No Time to Die, has been like the kind of the quippiest. But like, you know, actually, no, 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 I take that back. No, it was quite quippy. It was quite, it was almost a parody. Wink and a nod. I take it back. Never mind. Fuck me. Yeah, and the Bond franchise has always had that in it. It's maybe in a new reboot mm-hmm. that emphasizes that more. But, uh, but what else yeah. do we got? Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't even have notes. Everything I'm saying to you guys is just coming straight off the dome. Yeah, guys. I love it. I yeah, love it. that's what I do all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the scene where uh, Marcus has to die. Oh my God, heart drop, heart drop. It was great. I didn't know they were actually gonna follow through with it. Um, where he's just like being tagged along, and then you see Vigo. Oh, it was, it was so good. Um, what is it? Uh, I think, while I think um, the film is perfect and I really liked Vigo as a character, for me, the weakest scene in the film mm-hmm. was not, and I think this is common common, common um, opinion, common opinion is that the weakest scene in the film was the church scene where um, Keanu Reeves is actually allowed to talk and he has that speech where he yells at Vigo about like, killed my wife like that whole thing yeah um some people would argue that that's the weakest film i thought it was cool because i just want to hear keanu reeves do monologues like that all the time um and it was in a church it was like in an upholstered church i thought that was a really cool location with a bunch of plastic Mm -hmm. right um i thought the weakest scene was the fight between vigo and john wick i think so um it was just Two men that really don't have a stake in this fight, but kind of have to because mm-hmm. of like the rules that, that that bound them to this world. Like I understand that, and I understand the uh, the narrative stakes of this fight. I was just like, oh man, this is just not logical anymore, and it's not really it's not really like them to be in this fight. Like John Wick would be just like, yeah, no, like, why would I, like, I definitely wouldn't kill Vigo if Vigo wasn't killing me. And, like, Vigo gave up his son. I don't know why mm-hmm. Vigo was just, like, like <laughs> I don't know why Vigo was like, okay, I guess I gotta kill John now um, after, like, willingly giving up his son, well, essentially. Um, There's, like, that pride element of, like, you know, he killed my son, I have to kill him now. Steve, but, like, it's actually more convoluted than that because, yeah. basically, John gives up. He's like, okay, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna go home and try to grieve and Vigo's like, okay, I guess I can't go after John, but that fucking Marcus, he screwed me over. Let's go kill yeah. that guy. Then let's hop on a helicopter and go away. So it wasn't even like they were really going after each other anymore. He would have just left Marcus alone. It would have just ended nicely. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. And yeah, I do think that that uh, kind of talky church scene is the worst scene. But not even just because yeah. of... Um, like john in his speech it's more weird i just don't understand why i mean they had john unconscious why didn't they just kill him that's like a very good point he was talking all yeah. all at the start of the movie about oh you know this john wick he's like a he's like a ghost story he's the boogeyman you'd figure if he has this opportunity to kill him he'd take it right then but mm-hmm. so that's kind of like yeah but but you can give it a pass the movie's so good you can just kind of ignore that a little bit there but mm-hmm. yeah you know what? That actually brings that brings something up quickly, serendipitously. Sure. Uh, least favorite scene. Well, I just gave mine, so, so there you go. And I think Michaela, you gave yours. Maybe I think. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Johnny. 
I don't even know how to answer that question. I I, I don't really pick apart. <laughs> I, I I don't really pick apart movies like I'm I, I I'm good at scenes that stand out to me, but not so much ones that that do the reverse. I, I don't know. That's a weird. I don't really have a direct answer to that question personally. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, how about you, Isaac? I would say my least favorite scene was when the dog got killed. Oh, but it was a good. Yeah, scene. Okay, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. It was a it was a well done scene. It was a well done scene. I'm just like you know if we're if I'm going to you know if I'm being literal here with my scene or least my, favorite scene. Yeah, it's, it is my least favorite scene to watch. Is was it as bad as uh, when we saw you know the thing and the dogs getting assimilated? No, 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 no. That was oh, no. that was far worse. That was much worse than this. Um, this was at least quick. I think they handled it with dignity. I guess like the one slap and then you kind of see the body there. But it's mainly on just the asshole guys and then John's reactions. They kind of stay away from the uh, the violence itself. And I actually did see that this is kind of funny. That uh, one of the studios involved with producing this was like, hey, you know, in, in this script we have this dog killing scene. That's going to be too much. The audience, they're not going to go with the movie after that. They're going to be like sickened. So you got to cut that scene. And the directors fought and fought for it because they're like, no, that scene's pivotal. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny yeah. to think that they would think that the audience are going to turn on the movie because they killed that dog and just strange how uh, producers... I mean, it's enough. It, it's enough to turn a lot of people off. Like, I, I, I have friends who, like, religiously follow the Twitter account, Does the Dog oh, wow. Die? And will not go if, like, the dog dies. Like, it, it's such a huge trigger for them where it's just like, oh, no, even, like, fictional animals should be treated mm-hmm. well. Oh, wow. You know? wow. Interesting. But I do agree. It's a, it, it is a very... And, of course, yeah, you don't want to see it, especially how they, like, put it in front of him for when he wakes up. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucker. Like, 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 that's fucked up. But, like, I agree. It is such a pivotal scene because it shows... Because, yeah, like, I, I said it already, but it just lets... John Wick could do whatever the fuck he wants to these guys, and you would not care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be justified. But, yeah, I'm at, I'm at the scene where he kills fucking... Whatever the fuck his name is, the, the pain in the ass kid, just the way, <laughs> and just the way he like shoots him and then just walks slowly walks towards him. There's just something so, so like a fucking wolf stalking a wounded animal to that. It just it, it's such a fucking badass scene. Doesn't even let him finish his little his little line. No, yeah, he just walks up. Doesn't even just casually like you're like because it's. I like how how quick and how professional he is about that like, like, like he doesn't like torture him or anything he just he just pops someone yep it's very cold it's very cold it's almost more of a fuck you that way i think it just shows it shows how much he doesn't fucking care about him as a human being i think yes <laughs> I, I guess that's why they felt the need to have that kind of big epic fight with uh, the dad vigo and him in the ring mm, yeah yeah, and it's like I understand the uh, the desire for it, but I, I don't really feel like it was necessary, and it feels a little more over the top. Honestly, it feels a little bit more in tone with the sequels a little bit. <laughs> not, not to knock yeah. the sequels too much, I do enjoy them. But that feels a bit more of a piece with them than, uh, than this movie itself. Yeah, the only way I would have hated this film more is if both of the men took off their shirts before they fought. Like, I think... I think oh, yeah. Oh, I wish they would have stripped completely nude at a volcano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I'm watching the uh, the scene when John goes after he's kind of finished and he goes to that little, I guess it's like a veterinary place or I guess maybe. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a euthanasia clinic. Oh no, I didn't see that part. Oh yeah. god, he should have freed all the dogs. <laughs> yeah, 
all, all these dogs are, are are bound to like get like uh like put down. Oh it's man, terrible. this movie—it's got even more dog death than I realized. Yeah, Goddamn. But I love that he just he picks another dog and then he just walks off into this the night set. I was gonna say sunset, but it's definitely not that. The city lights. City lights. Thank you. I think that's a beautiful way to end the movie. But um, I just have like some errant thoughts that I just want to voice out in this film. Sure. Um, I like that John Wick doesn't know how to feed a dog. Oh yeah, it's so cute. It's it's just cereal all the way for this dog, <laughs> and the dog would have probably died another way if if not by this way. Um, I like the fact that Marcus is an avid juicer. Like he's one of those oh, yeah. New York guys. Yeah, he's like, just like juice and health and bagels and everything. That was really cute too. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah, all the nice little touches that just kind of stand out in your mind. Yeah, like I, again, this is why I really like this film. It feels like it feels like a parody, but it's just so full of life and so full of care that like it's really hard for me to think of it like like any other kind of medium budget action film where just like no someone thought about this very very hard mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny uh watching this when we when were watching it because uh i also kept thinking of another movie while i was watching this which also mm-hmm. or i guess i should say which starred nicholas cage since we mentioned him earlier which is pig mm. which me and michaela went to go see together <laughs> but i don't know if yeah. johnny and isaac if you guys know much about that movie i saw red no. media's review of it oh yeah it feels like it's shitting on john wick which is appropriate. Uh, I think that's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it feels like it's being an intentional parody of, of John Wick. But then mm-hmm. in, in the same way as this movie, although to lesser extents, it takes itself very seriously and it, it surprises you in that way. Because you, you think go, we're going mm-hmm. in thinking you're going to go go see like another kind of corny Nicolas Cage movie. But then it takes itself <laughs> extremely seriously and with this bizarre plot and... It works. It works. I'd recommend that one too. Not, not as good as John Wick, definitely not. But it's it's interesting in its yeah. own right. Pig is John Wick if revenge wasn't the answer. Like, mm. it, it, I think mm. it's as simple as that. I think it's as simple as that. It's interesting. But Isaac, do you have much more? I, I'm all on my notes, so I'm since you haven't said as much. That's fair. Um, this is weird. Favorite gun. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean. Uh... What is this? Uh, I really like the silencer pistols he uses for the. I don't. I'm not a gun person. I really yeah, am not. You would have to talk to one of my one of my friends is like a total gun guy and like loves this film too. Um, but I really like this the silencer pistols that he uses in the pool scene specifically. Um, I don't know, like and just like the little sound effects that come from them, like Foley really did their fucking thing that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the shotguns they have are pretty cool too. If we're gonna, <laughs> gonna have this. <laughs> But, but that's all I've got. I don't. I don't know. I don't fuck all about guns. So, Johnny, I, I think maybe you're a little bit more gun literate. But a little bit. Um. Yeah, I like how they they don't really feel the need to use a ton of big assault rifles and shit in this movie. A lot of it's just done with handguns, mm-hmm. which is how you which is how they would kind of do it with this kind of conflict where you where you where you have to be able to conceal your weapons a lot and draw them pretty quick. It makes sense. It's very, it's very kind of modern. I don't know. I, I guess what I think modern gang style would be. I don't really know. But. Yeah, yeah. It certainly doesn't feel like the '90s where everyone's like pulling out like I don't know, like some little submachine gun and just firing off all these crazy shots everywhere. The Uzi, slow motion as things explode. It feels, <laughs> it feels um, classier. It's not just like spray and pray. It's more like 
It's more, yeah, it's not like Al Capone gang where they just like take a guy off the street and give him a Tommy gun with a 100 round mag. It's more like a Jesse James gang where they had Winchester rifles and they, and they knew how to fucking use them, you know? Oh, 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 um, what's that one gun that he uses once he escapes from the Russian church? Um, and he fucking shoots uh, oh, Vigo's yeah. car with it. Like the one that goes like it's not a rocket launcher, but it has like the same feel. It's a big. It's. it's I, I think. I think that's a different. A, a, a different variety of, of like bullpup shotgun. I was about to go into it because that is my favorite gun, Johnny. That's that's the that's my gun. Yay! That's that's the DP12. That's the double barrel pump action. Yeah, that thing is cool. beautiful. Yeah, that is my favorite gun because it's like you know two shotguns into one. It's like that thing can do some serious damage, and I was like when I saw, I was like. I can't believe they actually used it. It's oh, it's right there, and it's in all its beauty. Like that thing can like eviscerate a person. Not that I want to totally. see that, but like you know what I mean, right? Like that that that's like an anti, almost like an anti-vehicle weapon, and he like used it yeah. properly. Goodness gracious, that was such that was like basically why I wanted to go into this. Like that's my favorite okay. gun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the only the, the only thing I would have wanted to see pulled would, would be on on the gun regard would be the AA-12, which is the fully automatic shotgun. What did they say? I think a scene. I think a scene with that would have been fucking hilarious. It just—it's so absurd. It's a shotgun that just like, but it's—it's—it's it's fully automatic. So it's just like boom, 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 boom. But it's a fucking shotgun. Jeez. So you just like like turn a fucking storefront into Swiss cheese and with one mag. Like that would have been hilarious. But. Sounds like it'd shred your insides too. The person firing. Ed it. Perkins is dead. Thank fucking god. <laughs> Which what would have happened if those uh, four like employees like missed? Fire. Oh yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking. They must be standing in a way that they wouldn't shoot themselves, but it looked yeah, it looked right? cool. But yeah, I did wonder about that. It too. was a beautiful scene, though. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. the guy from Twin Peaks just wanders in and gives a little nod to the camera. Yeah, yeah. that's good, the lady. Yeah, clean up crew. I thought that was cool. I, I do. I do want to say, like, normally I didn't expect that question of like favorite gun in um in John Wick. 2014. I do have my answer for favorite gun, John Wick 2. I oh, do have my answer for that. I will oh. save it. Because if you guys want to do the other ones, I'd be happy to do it too. I think the, when he's assaulting the church, I think that's an M5, they said. I don't know, Johnny, did you see the gun? I, I'm pretty sure they oh, said what it. Oh, with the fully automatic yeah, one? I'm pretty sure that was the M5. I M5? I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a modified G36. Maybe I don't know. I was listening to the commentary. They said it was either like an M5. Maybe they said G36. I swear they said M5. Oh, okay. uh, call called M called M5 carbine. Maybe. I, I can I can kind of see it. I think it, I think it looked more like a G36 to me, and it's hard because like, I mean, without getting too into it, a lot of those gun a lot of those guns, you know, M5, M4A1, G36. Uh, a lot of those assault rifles fire the same cartridge, the, five, the NATO 556, so they all use a lot of the similar magazines. So they do look kind of sim often, with the exception of the L85, which is a bullpup, they all they usually look kind of similar. And I also want to call out the practicalities of this movie in the sense that I just watched a scene right here where he, he runs a, a Ford Explorer, uh, sorry, a Chevy Suburban off a bridge, and it falls, and mm. it doesn't explode. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. a car wouldn't explode. Now, oh, man. he does blow up cars, though, but that was with, like, he explosives. So <laughs> C4, that, C4, yeah. So that's that's fine. That's excusable. Um, but yeah, the other the cars go down, they don't blow off. It's nice. Every time I saw someone crash, I would just cringe, and I'd be like, oh, God, they're going to be in pain for so long. But then I was like, oh, most of them are going to die by the end of this, so they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a movie called John Wick. P people don't survive in this movie. <laughs> John Wick almost doesn't survive. Yep. I remember, like, when I first watched this film, I immediately checked the body count with my ex-partner, 
Um, at the time, I think this had like the second highest body count of in cinema of, of all time. Oh my I goodness! I can't remember what the first. Yeah. Does that include all the like the deaths that he like had on off screen? Like like you know how many bodies was piled? Like, do we count that or no? Just on screen deaths. We count every every confirmed kill that John Wick was directly responsible for. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's a lot. <laughs> I did not do the counting yeah. game on that. I'm gonna have to do that in my next viewing of this. Amazing. Goodness <laughs> oh, gracious. God. I think that would distract from the movie itself. I, I also just love how many people he kills with his car. Oh, yeah. I love the setup, by the way. The setup of when he goes to the airport and does, like, a, I guess, like, driving. Like, that was awesome. That was really awesome. That was awesome. great. Love that. And a good setup for, like, the end scene where he, like, basically starts jousting with his car. Yeah. yeah. Although, during that car scene in the, like, the airport runway, I was curious because I was like, isn't the dog in the car with him right now? Where's where's that? Yes. Is that poor dog just <laughs> flying around? <laughs> It's like, oh, John doesn't know what to do with this this guy yet. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, dog died from whiplash. That's not good. Oh. Now, like how Vigo gives his henchman the the last handgun here, but he kind of taunts him with it, just like, hey, good luck, buddy. We're all fucked. It's kind of yep. like the kind of he he just kind of knows. Yeah, yeah he's gone. It's like boozed up, and he's just okay. Yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> I just really do love the way that um, Nikovitz had like characterized this character. This character's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's any bad acting in this movie, by the way. I probably should say that. I think everybody, like, brings their A-game to this. Yeah. I said it once, I'll say it again. Everyone's fucking their working pussy out. It's amazing. <laughs> Everyone's getting their check, yeah. running their skills. It's amazing. Yeah, and there's, like, a like a heightened, like, there's almost, like, a self-aware quality to a lot of them. But I don't feel like you get that with, uh, yeah, Vigo. I feel like he plays mm-hmm. it pretty straight. And same with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Those two feel like they're... Wait, you think... You think Vigo's playing it straight? I, in terms of like he's, like some of the like continental people or like random other kind of assassin people, wow. they have like a wink to them. I think playing it straight in the sense that that they they actually bother to have characters ah. rather than quirks. That's yeah, that's that's a fair distinction. Which is pretty big because like a lot of M Night Shyamalan movies where it's just kind of like oh. ah, my quirk is I ask people what their jobs are and like that's that, that's the extent of their personality. You know? Oh, poor M. Night. Mm. This, this joke's old. <laughs> He's always... Oh, jeez. Oh, man, that's terrible. What? What? Oh. What? <laughs> what? I'm just waiting to see if you'll if you'll get it. Oh. Oh, it's the beach. It's the beach, isn't it? Yeah, Isaac, he said, uh, yeah, this, that joke's oh. old. Oh, my God, that's dumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that more of a joke than old? I don't know. Okay, I got to actually you know what? I got a complaint. This nope. is cuz it's kind of nope. funny. This is kind of funny. So, oh, uh, in the red circle, you know, the, the the action scene everybody likes. Um okay. he pulls his <laughs> his small little like pea shooter out at the very end after he falls on the ground. Yeah. Or gets dropped out. How come yeah. we didn't use that before? Uh What do you mean? Remember how he... like he he had like a I gotta rewind this. Was it in his jacket, or did he pick it up on no, the way? No, 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 no. I was it was, he put it. In his he put it in the back of his pocket, I believe. Ooh. And he didn't use it until like after he had been thrown off the second story balcony. Okay, first balcony, oh. whatever. <laughs> Maybe he forgot he had it. Yeah, that's what most. One week would not forget he had it. I, I don't think he would have forgotten he that's had true. it. That's true. Yeah, I think it was just a bullshit. I think there too. was. I think it was maybe a. It, it, this might be a stretch, but it might be a pride thing. Ooh, okay. I want to hear this. Let's Ooh. go. You know, like because, like, of course, of course, like, there's no, 
I, I don't need to go over all the hype about John Wick's character in this movie because there's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. But what's what we also know for sure is that this we're reminded again and again and again that this is a movie that, that, that this is a a world he's kind of left behind, one he mm-hmm. hasn't been a part of for quite some time. So even as good as he might have been or as good as he is, he's he's still kind of out of practice. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. But he but. You know, in every single fight scene in this movie, he probably wishes he was still in his prime. Because because now he really wants to get revenge. He has something he wants, and he has the means to do it. But he's he's kind of out of practice or whatever. So so maybe maybe I'm just because it seems every single hand to hand fight in this movie, it seems like he lets it play out like a hand to hand fight, even even if there's a gun nearby. So, so maybe it's, it's it's maybe he wants to kind of be be able to still fight like that, or maybe he there, there's some kind of honor among thieves among them, where if you start a hand to hand fight, it stays hand to hand. Or I don't know. I think that, that yeah, no, I think that it is in line with John Wick's character and what everyone's implying with this film, where it's just like you could you've gotten out. Like I, I, no one understands why you want to get back in, other than the fact that we we think that you want in again because that's yeah. just your name. So I think that that's that's a pretty convincing argument in line with like what we know of John Wick and how the other characters interact with him. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I guess he got out for for that wife who's dead now. So like, what else does he have? Maybe he was just looking for his chance to get back at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we see him in the early scenes of you know after we you know see flashbacks of her dying, you know him like wandering around and kind of purposeless. Um, not being fulfilled by anything. It seemed like she was his world, uh, a reason to get out of his previous life, and now he's just a plastic leg adrift in the wind. I'm just like, what do I do? Um, oh, I have a dog. Now I, you know, and, and as soon as he has a dog, he kind of like, he goes to the airport mm-hmm. and he, he drives around. It's almost like, oh, he's, he's filled with life again. Maybe this is what he did with Helen before. Uh, maybe he went with her driving around like he, he likes cars so maybe he just loved driving with her um there's there's a there's a uh, suv in their their garage as well maybe potentially she's they were gonna start a family i don't know i, I have no idea um but yeah and when once you know daisy dies well you know that's when revenge kicks off and johnny's whole like you know your, your whole argument you just made sir is one of the reasons why i was going to come into this uh, this commentary or this this speakeasy, excuse me, uh, very negative about this film because when I the hype almost backfired on me with this film because I, like I said in the initial thoughts of this film, like when I first saw this film, I was like, this doesn't feel you know as great as an action fit like that. I, I don't get this, but mind you, I didn't do Juju at the time, so I didn't get it either. Um, I was like, where's the hand to hand fighting? I want to see like you know traditional hand to hand fighting. Um, now, now I feel ignorant for saying that, but like, I was like, we have this character who is built up, just like the thing from another world. Uh, the, the the thing itself is built up by words, by by speeches from other characters, and you know, it turns out to not be as intimidating as it as it looks. Uh, and that's the same thing with John. Okay, hang on, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Hold the fuck up. <laughs> mm, some slander. Couldn't get more in- intimidating than that fucking thing. Hang on, this is my previous state. This is this is like my previous. All start, right, there better be talking. some real. There better be some real tea, not just pure haterade. Okay, okay? Yeah, like, um, start talking. 
so I thought that you know all, everybody in this, all the side characters always build John up to be this like this, the, the the Baba Yaga, this this boogeyman, which are two separate things by the way. Um, this, this this killer amongst killers, um, like the the Batman of of assassins. And like you know, he comes in again, and he he's struggling, and that's probably what's appealing to people is that he actually like struggles with this, which is what people like. Um, and I was like, well, they've built this guy up so much. I feel like this is like they're 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 playing me here. Like they're they're saying like, aha, we're subverting expectations. And I'm like, what what is this? I don't I don't like this. I want to see like you know him go on a roaring rampage of revenge here. And he's he's not he's getting hurt. I'm like, I, I kind of don't like this. And this this is my initial thoughts when I first saw it. But like, as you know, I've kind of watched more films and looked at you know art a little more. I, I start to realize, okay, this is all intentional, and 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 Johnny's statement rings absolutely true. I was like, okay, so they're doing this all intentionally. Like he is he is out of his he is out of practice. Um, and so yeah, you're right, Johnny. He certainly is out of practice. I was gonna go so far as to say like, does John Wick have plot armor in this film? I mean, okay, maybe he mm. maybe he kind of does. Maybe let's let's be honest here. He probably kind of does. Before we get into that a little bit, I want to address a, a, another part of your comment too. Um, so I kind of I kind of know what you mean. Where yeah, everyone builds him up that he is struggling, but at the same time, you still look at what he accomplishes. He still kills like fucking everybody. Oh yeah. So like I don't I don't think that's really like I I do see your point though. Like you would expect somebody maybe with that much hype to just just fucking go through him like a fucking lawnmower. But at the same at, at the same time, like like he does kill everybody in a way that's kind of I like probably more realistic than than most unrealistic movie action scenes. You know what I mean? But like agreed. But yeah, yeah. But he also he also has help. I mean, if it wasn't for Marcus, he probably would have died at least True. once. Yep. Maybe Perkins could have got the jump on him, but. So that, so there's that aspect too, in terms of the plot armor mm -hmm. uh, complaints. Yeah, and he was... I don't know if he was reckless when he went to go to the Red Circle initially. Like, I because he just shows up there and doesn't kind of, like... I, I don't know, what was he expecting to do? Like, get out of there clean? Yeah, he, he almost got him. He almost got him. Yeah, he, he, he almost got him. Man. He almost got him, but he almost got got. Well, that that's kind of this movie, though. Yeah, that's the risk. That's the risk. <laughs> that's kind of... Well, well I mean, if you're going to... I mean, like, like, you know the whole saying, bring a knife to a gunfight? Knife always wins, by well, the way. Well, 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 the, the entirety, the, the entirety of it, no, the entirety of, <laughs> the, the entirety of a gunfight is that somebody gets shot and someone dies. If you're walking into a gunfight, you have a chance of being that somebody who gets shot in the face. So that's just like an associated risk with going into a gunfight. <laughs> you might get shot. Oh, but, uh, but do you guys feel like we've come around to the old final thoughts section of the podcast or am i jumping the gun yes i'm also appreciant of the of, of the your time constraint <laughs> well i was mildly thinking of that but <laughs> yeah mildly i think i've made my 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 stance on this film very very clear i think it is one of those perfect films where it's like if you love action films you should watch it if you hate them you should watch it because it's just so ridiculous it kind of feels like like the like like a parody of itself um, if you just like a good story, I think you should still watch it because it's so stupid, but so compelling. If you like seeing good acting, you should watch it. If you like Keanu Reeves, you should watch it. Like I, 
I really find it hard pressed that there's going to be like an adult viewer who would not find something about this film to love. Mm. Nice. Yeah, much in the same way of that. I feel like my thought. I feel like after that discussion, my thoughts on this film are pretty are pretty um, self-explanatory at this point. But yeah, the core of it, I'll reiterate, is that I'm not a person who gives a flying fuck about action movies. I think they're I think they're just there's just excuses for high testosterone bullshit for the most part. Mm-hmm. But at the same, but like this one, there th- there is substance. It's a lot more realistic, and and yeah, it's maybe not as maybe not as extreme in its violence, but it's very it's very kind of over the top in a lot of other ways. But they're but they're ways that don't hurt its overall theme, atmosphere, and execution. And 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 I I hope, and I I haven't been watching action movies because like I said, I don't give a flying fuck about them. But like. But I really hope that this movie and this franchise has raised the bar significantly, so we can see a lot, a lot more cerebral, a lot more like actually, like well done movies from your for, for years to come after this. Yeah, and for me, I was happy to see an American action movie that brought back some believability, because hmm. uh, Michaela, when you were mentioning some of the movies that came out around this as well, like all the Liam Neeson action movies that are so <laughs> quick cut, he looks. I mean, I'm sorry, but he looks ancient to be running around trying to fight all these young guys. I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah, it is It is comical and not in a fun way, necessarily. So yeah. so that's another reason why I also don't watch a lot of these kind of action movies. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't want to see this kind of phony bullshit. Hmm. But no, this one had such a charming and slick kind of vibe to it. And again, that believable actions kind of uh, sequences, the music... So all around, it was just a super fun package. Mm-hmm. And and I'm curious to go back to those sequels, because I don't remember. I've only seen both of them once as well. And this one held up a lot better than I was remembering it. So mm. kind of like Isaac, maybe some of the hype was making me go, oh, maybe maybe it wasn't as good as I remembered. I don't know why that would be, why hype would do that. But I guess sometimes it does. Hmm. But but for you, Isaac. I'm feeling it. Uh, my son is. I'm feeling this. I would give this a recommendation to everybody who watch this. Um, less is more. That is my statement. Less is more. This. There could. There, I love the. Maybe not minimal amount of dialogue, but there's a lot less dialogue than you would think. And it's and there's some funny moments in it, but it's not like. I don't know. It's not there. I don't know if there's like. All right, but this, there's, there's, there, there are, I, pro- I think there are some gags, but there's also not like any um, dumb jokes, if that makes sense. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. Uh, which is, which is great. There's no like qu- uh, quippy lines or anything like that, which is nice. It'd be really out of place for that to show up, but um, yeah, no, I can't really say other much than, you know, go watch it. If, if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, that's fine. There's plenty of other movies to watch it. And, um, well, as for even even if we don't do the uh, film next films, Caleb, you and I are actually going to we're going to we're going to encounter somebody in this film again at some points. Uh, the one of the uh, directors, David Leach, you know, the uncredited one. Um, oh, we're going to yeah. you and I are going to encounter him uh, and he's going to be in a role. Let's put it that way. He certainly is going to be in a role. Isaac can confirm he's going to be in a role. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's per- pertinent to this channel because you'll, like, seriously be furious as he fatally beats up opponents with a red cap. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm getting I'm getting confused here. We'll find out. I, yeah. <laughs> was David Leap, by the way, the one who directed Atomic Blonde? Yeah, he is the yeah John Wick's mom. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh boy. But for for you, Johnny, maybe check out uh, Atomic Blonde. It has a very similar kind of uh, style to the action. Hmm. And that's definitely one of the movies that was influenced by this. But I guess partially because it was from one of the, the co-directors. But hmm. okay. But yeah, if you guys want to cover the other two, I'd I'd love to. And of course, four and five are currently being filmed, which is uh, strange to think that this franchise is going to have five films. Very weird to me. Don't forget the TV but... series and the video game right now. Oh, I was when I was watching this, I was like, "Where's a fucking video game for this?" I think that would really uh, play out well. But have you not heard of John Wick Hex? No. All right. Well, all of you go look it up. It's kind of it's uh, it's point and click. Oh, well, that's oh, okay. Uh, point and click games. Oh boy. But uh, thanks, uh, Johnny and Michaela, and of course Isaac for for coming on for this one. This one's been kind of building up since we finished our. Uh, female prisoner scorpion series so i had to finally get to it well thanks for thanks for having me on again and uh isaac do you have any do you have any final words as you very often do oh boy <laughs> hey we, hey he's he's been holding on to this one he's got something good for us today yeah i, feel I, it. I believe it all right isaac what do you got if you hurt a dog we will find you and we will kill you good night night oh my god i, I regret everything <laughs> <laughs> obviously this does not endorse threats of violence and i'll yeah i'll just leave that in there against with dogs a pencil, with a fucking pencil isaac all i have to say is that that line was clearly taken oh boy it was yes. oh boy that's that's an isaac line right there taken three times <laughs> nice. um Media consumption. What TV shows have you watched recently? What movies have you watched? What books have you read? Etc. Whatever. Right now, me. Yeah. Yeah. Just in recent memory. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, I watched everything, everywhere, all at once. One of and and like that's the film where like in the middle of it, I was like, I think this is gonna be one of my favorite films. I think this is gonna be my favorite movie. Um, it's fantastic. It's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, go watch. It. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Damn. Uh, another one was uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, it was okay. 
We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Well, it's Nick Cage. Like, what? You don't want to talk about Nick Cage? Listen, listen, listen. I watched it because I thought the trailer, like hyper, like hyper targeted me as a demographic. Where I'm just like, I love Nick Cage. Pedro Pascal is like the only man I'll have a parasocial relationship with. Um, it, it's like it's Nick Cage play, like playing himself in an action film. Like it's cool. And and they in the trailer they have like this pat like like Paddington Bear Two thing going on, and I, I fucking love that. Um, was it good? I don't know if I'm going to spoil it, but I'm going to let you guys know that it's not great. Hmm. Um, it's a fun romp, and I think it has bits, but it's just it's it's just not a good. I think the script was uh, the script was a little half baked. I think, and if it really had to be like picture perfect production to like nail like the chase scenes and the fight scenes and the comedy, like it really had to nail everything, and it just didn't. That's a shame. Yeah, I'm sorry. I also yeah, and then I also watched The Northman. Hmm. It's good. I would say it's at least hmm. worth a watch. Um, how would I describe it? It it really is just like someone took like a like an epic and just made it word for like just translated on stream on screen. Like there's no modern retelling of it. There's no there's no like it, it's a it's a it's a theme and a message that I think that's been done all before. And I think that was the only thing that I was disappointed with. Um, Nicole Kidman in, is great in it. Anya Taylor Joy does her thing. Bjork is pretty cool in it. Um, mm -hmm. Is it Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi's in it, or is it the Willem Dafoe? I always, oh. I always mix. Uh, Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is also good in it. Um, I think it's also just a cool film because it, it, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, it, in, it inadvertently um, explores every type of sexual taboo there could be. Like, like accidentally, um, so I think that's fun. But like, hmm. uh, I think there was just a couple things that distracted it, that distracted it from like being really good for me. But like at that point, it's just nitpicking in my personal taste. I think it's a solid film. Uh, Johnny, how's your week been? Um, pretty good. Nothing too crazy so far. Um, not a lot in the way of media consumption. I was working through. I was working through um, the Necronomicon, like not the HP Lovecraft one, like the actual like the actual like Necronomicon is based on like Sumerian mythology and ties that in with like Eliezer Crowley and like Lovecraft and all that. Hmm. And it's um, it's it's kind of it's it's one of those things where it's fictional, but they but they they make it seem like it's authentic, like they've almost tried to turn it into a, into a, a religion, which is like interesting, but. I mean, it's it's interesting. Let's let's put it that way. And then I was looking at, yeah, not not a hell of a lot otherwise. I tried to start some documentaries, but then like they're not all good. So, <laughs> oops, unfortunately. 